3: Welcome to all, hang up and listen. Brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's premier market and tap room. Eight different Western New York locations with over 300 beers to choose from. Open seven days a week from 11:30 a.m. till 10:30 p.m. and later. Let them know the boys from Two Goalies. One, one Mike sent you. They are one of Western New York's only kid and dog friendly bars. And let's not forget Buffalo logo apparel. One of the best places to get all of your Buffalo clothing needs, whether it's your shirts, your hats, your hoodies. Buffalo logo has it all go check them out at Buffalo logo co on Twitter and Instagram as well. Buffalo logo.com fatty at fatty beer company or at fatty beer on uh, Instagram and Twitter hurl Sabres win five to three made it interesting. They're in the third period. You need them to get in the garage, uh, play two fantastic periods and uh, you know, had us on the edge of our seats there in the third.
1: Yeah, they tend to do that, especially against the centers. I don't know if you remember the 6-4 to four win earlier in the year. I think they were at yeah. 5-1 to one at one point, and then it was 5-4, maybe it was six six one or 6-2, and then Ottawa came back really late to make it interesting. So it seems like they have a tendency to do that type of thing, but a win is a win, uh, as I think we'll probably get into. One win's not enough. Uh, you've got four more games at home, and you need all four. Uh, you got a really, really good Vancouver team coming into your building on Saturday, but you obviously had to beat one of the worst teams in the, the NHL tonight. So uh, you you got business done. You, you did what you needed to do. Tage looked incredible. I'm not sure if he left the game late in the third period or not. We're going to have to get an update on that. But up until then, both Tage and Krebs, I thought, had their best games of the night. Uh, I thought Peyton Krebs all over the ice was really, really good. And it was noticeable, not just with his goal, but his chance creation. He uh, had a play in the second period where he cycled the puck down low and it eventually turned into a chance for Jurgensen's right in front. And he looked really, really fast. Good chemistry with Eric Robinson. So getting Peyton Krebs going, I think, would be a really big thing for this team moving forward. Yeah, it's a nice little
3: give and go from them. Uh, just to kick th- uh, in there in the was the second period. Yeah. The
0: yeah.
3: Second period. Um, It's nice to see that aspect, that speed aspect added to that line uh, with Ocposo not on it because, you know, we were, I'm kind of hoping that adding that dynamic to the line uh, gets Peyton Krebs going a little bit more because we do know he has some scoring touch. He has some playmaking abilities. It's hindered a little bit by having Ocposo on that line. Yeah. Sometimes they, they make a great line, a lockdown line, a defensive, the line that we know for their defensive play, but you have, a, you have a guy in there that was part of the arguably the biggest trade in franchise history and Peyton Krebs, a former first-round pick, a guy you really want to start showing up on the score sheet more often, and I think adding Eric Robinson's uh, speed
1: to that line is going to help him a lot. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, I think the qualm with a lot of people has been with Peyton Krebs. He hasn't played with great linemates, so we don't necessarily know his full potential. And even though playing with uh, Gergensons and, and Robinson isn't exactly that, There are two guys with a lot of speed and a lot of grit that can create opportunities on the forecheck. And tonight you just saw a combination of both grit and skill from that line, which was really encouraging. And I still would like to see Krebs with with better players. Uh, But just the way this lineup is set up right now, those top two lines, especially Paterka, Cousins and Quinn, uh, they're playing really well together. And obviously, Middlestat and Talkin' Thompson. And... We've got Benson and Greenway. There are opportunities, but with games like this, I think he opens himself up to that a little bit more. But really, really encouraging from him because, as you said, with with someone who was a part of such a big trade for Jack Eichel, uh, you do not want to get rid of him very easily. No, uh, given given the type of deal and all of the angst that was involved with that trade, so you want to give him as much opportunity as possible. And i I think tonight was a really good uh, litmus test for what his game could be and where he could get to moving forward.
3: Agreed. I, you know, um, he's been a frustrating player. Yeah. We've liked the, you know, the lunatic aspect of Peyton Krebs, just how he's always first man in. You know what I mean? He's not afraid to, you know, get his nose dirty and, you know, even fight. <laughs> you know, he fought Sydney Crosby, which is hilarious. Um, but at the end of the day, that's a guy we need on the score sheet. We need scoring, we need him contributing offensively. Uh, not just playing defense and, you know, getting into a scrum here and there and being the focal point of of this of said scrum. I uh, I also love, for at least the first 40 minutes, their defensive play. I thought they looked great. Up until that third period, UPL hadn't faced really anything of difficulty. I argue whether he even broke a sweat in those first two periods because um, Buffalo Cup, everything relatively to the outside – Low danger scoring chances. I think Mike Harrington tweeted it out. There wasn't a single high danger scoring chance in the first forty minutes of the game. You know, you can say what you want about the first goal. I don't think UPL saw any of that. Eric Johnson uh, doing Eric Johnson things, being late to the to get to take his man in front. Um, but other than that, the first forty minutes are great. And then, this the two he led in the third period. I mean, you can argue as that on UPL. I don't know. Um, I think me and you have both been there as goalies in games where you're not facing a lot of rubber. You know, it's hard to sometimes stay engaged. Maybe you can chalk it up to that. But a win's a win, and I don't care how they get it, um, whether they dominate for 60 minutes or dominate for 40 minutes and 40 or 41 minutes is up until the, the final end of the third period there.
1: Yeah, it's not too often where you're not giving up any high danger chances through 40 minutes. Yeah. So that's obviously – an accomplishment no matter who you're playing i think senators fans would be like oh that's been our team the entire year and honestly it's probably happened before given how disappointing they've been so it's not going against the bruins it's not against the avalanche or, or the knights who they've all played well against obviously but it is encouraging because this this defense is has not been good especially from a high danger chance perspective that's where they've actually been particularly really, really bad, not just this year, but for the past few years. They've given up a lot of those two-on-ones, one-timers in front of the net, wide open backdoor. We talk about puck watching all the time. It seems as though they had a really good system in place tonight of keeping everybody to the outside and knowing where their man was and creating these chances, obviously, that UPL was was able to see. I thought even, even given that he was able to see it, I thought UPL, he was really steady. I, I feel a certain sense of calmness about him now that I hadn't previously. Obviously, the high danger stuff is a, is a different story, but even with your basic shots, I think he used to be a little bit shaky here and there. But tonight, in, for most of the season, honestly, I feel a little bit more confidence and a little bit more steadiness to his game, which I think is yeah. really encouraging.
3: Um, Again, I, I thought he, again, he played more than good enough to win. Um, the second goal, I did. I think it was the second goal in white that kind of was along the ice far side on on the glove side. Yeah, and lower.
1: backhand top <laughs> shelf from a really good player. Uh, yeah, it is, player it is what it is. Or yeah. or is the third one that I'm thinking of? Third one was, I think it got deflected. Um, that was the I, turnover that could have been the penalty. Uh, the slash on Cousins and Drew just kind of one timed it, but I think it got deflected right in front.
3: Yeah, again, I again I thought he played fine, but. I think the big sticking point here is how well they played in front of them. And it, it shouldn't, you know, it just shouldn't matter who's in that. You should play at that every night. And I know you can't really call this like a benchmark because it's against Ottawa, a team below you in the standings of batting been this season. Um, but you, you want that type of an effort defensively uh, on your side of the ice every time you're out there. Um, and getting Tage going, hopefully, I mean, I'm waiting for, Oh, actually got here from Brian Cozy. O'Brien says no official report on Thompson getting banged up. We'll know more tomorrow. Said he was on a mission to improve from his game from the other night. Says he wanted to play much better. He did with urgency. Um, I just want to make a comment on this. Because two months ago, I made comments about benching players mid-game. You know, punishing players mid-game. I thought it was effective, and it sends a message to said player. Um, I was scrutinized. I was nailed to a cross. I was blocked. You know, I was called stupid. Like whatever, whatever you can think happened, happened. Don Granado does that last game after his first shift, demotes him to the bottom line and even benches him, comes out like a bat out of hell the night. He was the most noticeable forward for Buffalo on the ice scores, two goals. In my opinion, probably even gets the hat trick. If he doesn't get hurt, you could tell after the, after what happened to me, it was, he was hampered a bit. Um, I thought I think that you need more of that from a coaching aspect from Don Granado. When you see players struggling or being lazy or not, you know, doing their job, that works. In my opinion, your thoughts?
1: I think it works to an extent. I don't think it's something that should be uh, utilized every single game because, especially with this, not team, every but, game. No, no, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I think you use it in a situation where you've seen a pattern with a specific player. Obviously, Tage hasn't lived up to the lofty standards that were set that he set for himself after his 47 goal, 47 assist season last year. So maybe Don saw an opportunity. He's obviously coached a lot of young players before. He's worked in development where he saw an opportunity that all right, we need to send a message here. And yeah, if that if that was the case, that it seems like it did work. So yeah, I mean, maybe every so often I, I we kind of talked about this really early in the season with Alex Tuck even benching him for an entire game after he had started the season six or seven games. And then I think it was against the Senators. He came out and had an unbelievable game, and he's been pretty good ever since. But sometimes these players just need a kick in the ass and extra motivation. And, yeah, I I support it uh, in certain situations, especially when it's your your star players that maybe have a bit of an an ego about them in terms of where they belong in the lineup, and sometimes it can knock them down a little. So yeah, no, anything. I mean I'm I'm not against it at all, and I think it is effective in certain instances.
3: And you're not even you or I. We're not even insinuating that like Tage Thompson has this high ego or his high opinion of himself because I don't think he does. But expectations,
1: says, expectations, yes. ego can be the same thing.
3: Yeah, but at the end of the day, like you send a message not to the player, but it resonates up and down that bench. And I thought I think you saw that a little bit tonight. I thought you saw a lot of urgency out of a lot of players, especially with no Jeff Skinner in the lineup, a guy who's been a staple on the score sheet for you every. T- all but one year he's been here. Um, so I, I I liked that move by Granado against Seattle. I think it resonated into his game tonight and Granado even mentioned it in the post game that it did. So like I said, hopefully uh, we hear more about whatever what's going on with Tage Thompson. Uh, maybe tonight, definitely tomorrow. Hopefully it's not severe because we're already without maybe. Jeff Sitter for the foreseeable. Yeah, he,
1: uh, he did get hit in the stick. Uh, he get, he got hit with a stick in the face, and I think in the second period, or maybe it was early in the third and he was able to come back. So I'm hoping that it was just something related to that. Maybe he need,
2: maybe they just cleaned him up
1: and it was a temporary fix. And then it turns out it wasn't enough and he might need stitches. Uh, so obviously that would be unfortunate, but that's not necessarily a long-term thing. Obviously hockey players deal with that all the time. So hoping it's something like that and he can get back pretty quickly.
3: Agreed. Um, me think. Uh, I, I have another point. Oh, Paterka getting back on the score sheet. Uh, not having scored since December 11th. That's big because that's a guy who's been probably your most consistent scorer. You know, for most of the season, next to Jeff Skinner.
1: Yeah, uh, he's got 13 goals now, which surpasses his total from last season. So it shows. Given that he's in scored in almost a month, it shows you how hot how hot his start was. But I I think I said it last episode, I don't think it's it's been for a lack of bad play or a lack no. of good play. Uh, he's been getting chances. Uh, he's been getting a lot of shot attempts and opportunities. The puck obviously just hasn't gone in. And uh, same for Dylan Cousins. Uh, that setup on Voterica's goal was a little bit of what I think we're used to with him, his playmaking ability. I think he had a few good opportunities tonight. I think he's being kind of caught with just getting the puck on net, hoping for something good to happen, and he's kind of shooting it into the goalie's chest a lot. He doesn't have the hardest wrist shot in the world. He, it's not like Tage Thompson level, but I do think he needs to get a little bit closer to the net and work on getting uh, garbage goals and rebound opportunities to get that monkey off his back and get, get on the goal, goal sheet a little bit. Uh, the empty net goal always helps. Uh, yep. Sometimes for Dylan guys Cousins
3: got a purpose there. He could have just dumped it and sealed the win, but he had a purpose. Like yeah,
1: that fucking honestly, like as weird as it sounds, like that could be uh, a psychological thing for him moving forward. Oh, for sure, but, for uh, sure. It, it's not it's not your your classic goal, but at the same time, just seeing it go in sometimes can be a mental boost. So I really loved his game tonight. It, it was way more aggressive and way more like the old Dylan Cousins that we're used to. So that's also a really good sign.
3: Um, from Mauricio, staying alive at home to the worst team in the NHL, losing a three goal lead, a moral victory. Yeah, whatever with points comes on. Come on, boys, play 60 minutes playing with your playing on your heels. Uh, third period, Quinn and Paterka. Um, I've liked the kid line, like, not, I mean, for the most part, since Quinn has returned, I think that's probably been their most consistent line for sure. Um, they're gonna make mistakes they're young but i i would agree that in that third period everybody was playing on their heels a bit
1: yeah and, and i mean at the end of the day like i don't think we can expect a perfect uh 60 minutes defensively from this team they're not built for that they no. they don't have the system they don't have the type of player they don't have the ability to do that almost any night against any team let alone one of the worst teams in the nhl so uh yeah that was unfortunate obviously but i think they bear down at the end there especially with the empty net and owen power rings one off the post from 200 feet which is just unbelievable from a physics perspective that 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 was even possible and then uh yeah and then cousins worked really hard to get his empty net goal himself obviously a turnover in the zone but even to outskate the the entire team and get down there that's good so Of course, don't want to play on your heels, but getting up to that point that you're able to do that and still have a buffer is a positive, especially for this team. So, uh, completely different story on Saturday against the Canucks, one of the best offensive teams in the league. So, you're going to have to be a little bit better, especially if you get a lead.
3: We're going to kick it over to Hockey Hotline now. Our third one's gone pretty well. We had three callers tonight uh, right, right after the game. So, kick it over to Hockey Hotline the hockey hotline everybody sabers win five to three and we're taking your calls brought to you by fatty beer company and buffalo logo apparel company Hurls 531 we're joined by chris durick friend of the program chris tell us how you feel i feel pretty good about
0: that game you know that's a team that we should be beating you know hands down and i gotta be honest with you though you know my man met me and he
3: even said where was the penalty on those two goals by Ottawa?" The penalty. Uh, the, are you asking? You're breaking up a little, man. The penalty by the two goals uh, on the two goals against uh, for Ottawa. For Ottawa, that was insanely you know, bad. Ring in the third period. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna take you out. We're uh, we'll take you out just because uh, we're having a little trouble with your reception. But we're gonna answer. You, we're gonna we're gonna answer it right now. Okay. Uh, missed calls on uh, both the uh, first two goals from Ottawa. Um, were the refs just letting them play?
1: Yeah, I thought it was a definitely a slash on Giroux's uh, second goal. Uh, there was a bit of a turnover, I agree. but I think it was, yeah, They just I think they just kind of missed it. Um, I don't necessarily think they were letting them play. Um, there were a good upper amount of opportunities for both teams tonight. Um, I guess they held their whistles a little bit, not as many as we normally see. But, yeah, I think they just missed it. They thought it was a turnover, and then, obviously, it led to a goal, but uh, thankfully it didn't cost them too much.
3: Yeah, I agree. We're gonna kick it over to our second caller, friend of the program, local beer, uh, beer fatty or beer fatty, fatty beer representative behind the pine tonight. Actually, I think the company party, Mr. Gregory Day, GD three or GD two, sorry, Greg, hold it down at Fatty Beer for us, best friend of the program. Tell us how you all feel over at Fatty Beer about tonight's game. <laughs> I have a special really guest. Is what we have is. here we go. We have the Nick Fatty. Nicholas. Me, Nick, Nick Fatty. fatty. Oh Holy damn. Shit. Nick Fatty on the program. Uh, what do you want to hear? I what like do you want to hear? Fatty.
2: This could be hurtful. This could be hurtful. What do you want to hear? Uh, you tell us how you guys felt about tonight's game. Well, tonight's game, yeah. uh, Fatty Beer. We had our our company party tonight, so I kind of missed it. But uh, I saw the score. But uh, if you want to ask me about hockey in Buffalo, I got a question. But tonight's game, I don't have much to say other than I'm glad they won. Way to go, hey team! Way to go. So what do you what are what are, what are what are we? What are we? The tenth late team. We beat the eleventh place team. Way to go, guys! Yeah, we're we're seventh
3: in the Atlantic right now. Um, not sure how <laughs> far up standings that might move us tonight, but yeah.
2: Right. Hey, when... ten beat eleven. Way to go, guys! Let's go. Hey, fire it up! Like what do you want? Like, 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 hey, we did it! Like, come on, guys! Like, whatever! Like, I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just, I'm no, just trying my best. Here. Love to but see. like me and Greggy Day, we're at Greggy Day. We're here, and the, the action is hot at a Hofbra House. Which which Woo! Fatty Beer location are you guys at? We're at Hofbra House. We had our company party, but we're oh, about awesome to go to house. Fatty Bear Buffalo. Yeah. Like we like, so we're having our company party because it is, you know, it's a Thursday night, and we're we're grinding away during the during the busy time of year, which is the holidays. and now we're having some fun, but we're going back to Buffalo for a good time, so it's good.
3: Yep. Uh, Whenever you guys want to have a beer during a Sabres home game, get down to Fatty Beer at their downtown location, 5 Genesee Street.
2: Hey, we did it. We did it tonight, though. We beat number 12. We beat number 12. Let's go. Hey, we did it. We beat number 12 tonight.
3: Greg, any thoughts? Thoughts on what? Buffalo Sabres? Buffalo Sabres tonight and overall.
2: I think the general problem with this team
1: Obviously is consistency. They win one, lose one, win two, lose three. Um, They can score goals.
2: It's pretty obvious.
1: Um, They have good players. I don't know how good this team is, if that makes any sense. Um, Very talented team as far as individuals.
3: Looks like we might have lost Greg there. Yeah, we'll take it out. We're going to kick it over to our final caller. Matt, Matt, thanks for hopping on bud, returning caller. Uh your thoughts on tonight's game.
1: Can you hear me okay?
3: Can hear you fine, bud.
1: Well, two things. First of all, why do we do this? Every
0: year, you know, these games, it's like we get ahead and of course we let in some soft, you know, soft ones. I'll say those yeah, those were soft tonight. And yeah, everybody was feeling good, but it's like no, I'm concerned. And My main concern now that uh, Rob said it late in the game, Tage wasn't on the bench. You think he's hurt again?
3: No, I mean, I haven't heard any updates yet. We're going to answer your call live on air um, as you're the last caller. So uh, we'll kick it right back over to I'll hang up and listen. And we're back. Thank you to Greg, Nick Fatty, uh, our faithful sponsor here on the program. Uh, of course, Chris and Matt will answer Matt's question now. Uh, I think we already kind of addressed it earlier. We were given an update on Tage. Um, no real update, other than we'll probably know more tomorrow, other than what we saw on the ice when he took that stick uh, to the face. So hopefully it's nothing too serious there, Matt. Um, I, I mean, it'd be terrible to lose probably your two best goal scorers on the team right now uh, in the same week, especially when in 2024, with the exception of one game, you've been. Night and day, different, better than what you were the first half of the season. I know it's just three games, but um I've liked what I've seen. Or four games now, I like a lot. I like a lot of what I've seen. So, uh your thoughts, Charles? Also-
1: I wonder if Tage was hurt. If they would finally bring up Yuri Kulik? Like, what would it take to bring him up? Do you think? <laughs>
3: like, that we I mean, have to do that, right? Yeah, I, I, you, I, you I, just don't I... replace Tage Thompson. You do. The, you do your best to. You don't yeah. find a guy in the trade market randomly in the middle of the season.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think yeah. i think losing your second best goal scorer would would finally be the the straw that breaks the camel's back there. Uh, they are down in Charlotte right now. The Americans are. So I think it, logistically, it, it would have been a little bit tougher for these games. But um, yeah, I, I hope that's not the case because they they cannot afford to lose them. Uh, as we said, they can't afford to lose any games, especially at home against relatively easy opponents. So yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully it's just the uh, stick to the face and he'll be good to go for Saturday. Uh, matinee game. Is it yep. Matinee? No.
3: Well, and yeah, uh, four o'clock. as we hear from Dylan Baker's comment, those boys are wasted at Fatty. Uh, yeah, they are still having their uh, company party tonight, kind of slash holiday party. Uh, ironically enough, not at Fatty Beer for whatever reason. Uh, that doesn't take away from the fun atmosphere at Fatty Beer. Whenever you get a chance, get over there. Uh, but to Greg's points, he may before, uh, you know, he uh, – the call got dropped. Um, yeah, they have been inconsistent. I think that he is right. The key to getting back into this playoff hunt, uh, is to string more games like you did those first two together. You can't have that Seattle hiccup. Like it's okay to lose, but to lose in the manner they did, that was pretty embarrassing. Um, three out of four, four out of five, three in order here, you know, two over three. That's how you you know, climb out of this situation that you're in right now. Uh, that starts with obviously the players on the ice, but the coaches putting the players in better positions to win. And that starts at least with this, in my opinion on your special teams, which have has looked a little better so far in 2024.
1: Did you know the Canucks are the best team in the league? Um, I knew they were top three. <laughs> They're 28, 11 and three, 59 points. Most wins, most regulation wins. Uh, I think best goal differential in the league uh, by far. Oh, God.
3: I'm kind of blown away. I'm not blown away, but a 2011 3 record gives you the best, uh, makes you the best team in the NHL. You mean last year? 28 11 3. Oh, 28 11 3. That doesn't make sense. Um, 28 alone. That makes more sense. Yeah, 2011 3 is still a great record. I think Boston. Was in the still in the single digits this time last year, like low single digits, but that was like an anomaly what they did last season.
1: Uh, also, the most goals in the league by far, 164 in uh, in 42 games. So when that was us last season. Yeah, uh, I don't even know if we are at that pace, but obviously, Elias Elias Patterson has been on fire. You uh, see that Midler. goal he scored the other night? Yeah, off he's, his own he's rebound. Really, that was he's not really good. good. He's going to get paid a lot of money. Uh, J.T. Miller has been unbelievable. Uh, Brock Besser has been pretty good. And then obviously Quinn Hughes has just been absolutely sublime. Uh, he's probably a top five player in the league, uh, maybe top 10, but he's been so, so good for them. And he's, he's a threat to make a play every single time he touches the puck. Uh, and he's a defenseman. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Thatcher Demko is a good goalie. I can't imagine they'll play him against us. I hope not. Uh, but uh, we, shall, we shall see. That's a really, really tough game. I didn't realize they were as good as they are. So that's, uh, that's unfortunate. But as we've seen, they've, they've raised their level of competition against the best teams in the league. And uh, that's what they'll have to do on Saturday.
3: You know who else is really good at hockey? Like really, really good this year? Who's that? Sammy Reinhardt on pace, 30, 30 goals, 60, He's on pace for 60 this year. Like that. Yeah, and like, I mean, he scored with 0.7 seconds left in overtime to seal the win for Florida. And I guess he screamed, let's go home, uh, you know, against the lightning after he scored. But like, let's be real here. You look at that goal, that type of aspect, that type of goal is what is one of the types of um, plays that's been missing in this lineup. He's in near the net. He cuts the net backhand up and in. Um, and we know his proudness or proudness or how, where the right word is around the net. How Proudly. he's gonna make yeah, how he's gonna make his money this offseason, or maybe midseason if Florida decides to finally pay him. Um I, I they'd be crazy not to. I know they're in some tr- they're gonna have some trouble with the cap, but they'd be absolutely it's insane to me that they didn't sign him before the season started. And now they're they're probably gonna end up paying him at least two million more.
1: The season yeah, I don't on. know. I don't know if they'll be able to afford them and bring them on home, baby. Let's go That's home. That's what I'm saying.
3: Oh, we can do let's it. Let's
1: Go home to Buffalo. How about that, Sam?
3: And I don't even know if it needs to be an eight-year deal, right? Like I don't think it needs to be an eight-year deal. He's at the point I mean, in his career where he's almost thirty. You could probably sign him to a five-year deal. That five takes year,
1: nine, ten, nine, ten years. I would,
3: I would I'm, gladly give Sam Reinhart because he's always been consistent. I would gladly give that guy nine million dollars a year. Right
1: hundred percent. I, I would, especially to, especially to bring him back. And like you said, he's the exact type of player that they need to flex pucks, puts in rebounds, gets 30 goals. He's yeah, never a guy. He's never Not a guy going to skate through somebody. No, he's the exact type of player that you need on this roster. So I, oh gosh, he's like my number one target, which is, which is crazy to say, but uh, it would be, it would be a really nice story. I, I, I would, I think every Sabres fan would welcome Sam Reinhardt coming home because as as horrible as the Jack Eichel situation was, I think Sam kind of felt bad badly about the way things ended, and I think he would welcome. He, he's a Canadian kid; it's a little bit closer to home. I mean, he's from Vancouver. I don't, I don't think Vancouver would necessarily go after him. I don't think they even need him at this point. No, I just looked up. Brock buster has got twenty five goals. Yeah, Brock uh, Besser's Brock, uh, Brock having a
3: fantastic season.
1: A yeah, guy who's yeah. been plagued by
3: a lot of injuries so far in his career. So it's good to see that for him.
1: They've got they've got four guys at like a 1.2, 1.3 point per game pace right now. So they are, they are doing really, really well. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, that's, gosh, that's a tough game on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, who do you, who do you start? Um,
3: I think they probably stick to the rotation, right?
1: I think they go back I to that, I think that's maybe what they do uh Levi has played well I think after, I think
3: if I think if this game ends four to one they kick it back over to UPL
1: yeah also it's a little a little bit earlier a little bit more time off um for for Levi and he has responded well to bad games this season yeah. especially like app coming back from Rochester uh he's at least worked on parts of his game that had previously not has been been good the games before so yeah I think they probably do and He's played well against Canadian teams uh, this season, I think, and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a one o'clock game. Well, one o'clock out of here, four o'clock at home uh, against one of the better teams in the league. He played well, I think. It was was it against the Knights in Vegas? Yeah, played well against yeah. the Bruins on the road. Um, yeah, could be a, could be a good bounce back game for him. So I would support it, and yeah, uh, I think that's probably what they end up doing.
3: Yep. From Dylan ba- Baker here. I'd I would i would welcome Re- Reinhardt. Yeah, I'm really tongue tied tonight. I welcome Reinhardt back and I'd start Levi and stick to the rotation. Uh from Donald Sparaza, not a great third, but at least we didn't panic after the second Drew goal. Um agreed. Um yeah, I, I think I again, I think you go back to Levi to your points exactly. He is a goalie that Responds well to, I think, internal competition, and I think he's going to respond well to obviously a uh, a performance he'd like, you know, like back uh, against uh, Seattle. So, with that being said, um, how many more home games is it? I think we have three more home games in a row. Four more. Four more. Four more. So uh, a lot of, a lot of games left here in front of your home crowd. Um, the people who did go tonight were in for a treat for forty the first forty minutes, and then you know, on the edge of their seat for the uh, the final 20. But uh, again, just uh, keep winning. I don't care how you win. A win is a win. I don't care if you're winning six to five, one, nothing, two to one, uh, just win. That's all I care about at this point. I, I, I'm not thinking about last year and how many goals we had at the halfway point or how many goals against. I think goals against has relatively been close to the same. It's the goals for that has really struggled. Uh, I think we're like almost 30 goals behind pace last year.
1: Yeah, I think we welcome some seven to four, seven to five wins. Uh, I think that would be a step in the right direction for this team, potentially competing again, because uh, clearly the, de- the defense isn't that much better and they haven't improved the system to to change that. And obviously the goaltending has been yeah. relatively inconsistent. So getting these guys like Tage and Paterka and Cousins back on track and hopefully... Skinner's injury is closer to a week than a couple weeks. Um, Maybe even get it in time for the West Coast trip, which follows these uh, three home games next week. Because you have the Ducks uh, next Tuesday, the Kings on Wednesday, which I'll be at, and then you've got the Sharks on the road. Um, These three home games after the Canucks game, Sharks, Blackhawks, Lightning, very, very winnable games. Mm -hmm. So if you somehow pull it out, Against the best team in the league in the Canucks on Saturday. You potentially go could go on a little run here going into uh, the West Coast Road trip. So that would be a huge momentum shift for this team uh, going into this next couple of weeks.
3: I agreed. Um, obviously from Chris Dirk here, Sam Reinhardt's hockey DB, fifty-three points in forty-one games. Uh playing like a true second overall pick. That's that's for sure. I do want to make a point, piggybacking off what you said earlier, too, about, you know, how he felt bad about things when he are people. people don't even remember the day after he was traded. He called Kevin Adams on day two of the draft and apologized to him and expressed how he felt to your what you just said, how he wished he, things could have worked here and that he was, you know, upset that they didn't, that he liked it here. So people who th- say Sam Reinhardt would never come back here, uh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I'm not saying nice kid. First, I'm not saying Buffalo is first, second or third choice, but I think Buffalo, if he has a list of five, five or six teams, I think Buffalo might be on it if they showed interest.
1: Yeah. I think his hometown of Vancouver would probably be his first choice. Yeah. And then going back to where he was drafted where he had a lot of success here, I think would probably be in its second, third, probably top five, as you said. So For sure. I think that's, that's far down the line, but. With the frustration of the lack of action this, this past offseason from Kevin Adams, I think he's going to have to take a big swing, and that's likely the biggest swing he'd be able to take. So I uh, I truly hope that comes to fruition. Um, yeah, and uh, adding potentially a defenseman and, and a veteran goalie maybe, and you see what happens. But you round out the roster that way, and hopefully Yuri Kulik's up and, and, and what have you. But potentially could be a huge addition exactly when they need it.
3: Yep. Uh, Before we get out of here, you want to give us your three stars,
1: three stars. Um, Third, I will go. I guarantee ours
3: aren't the same again.
1: Okay. Uh, I think last time we were the same. I'll go. I'll go Peyton Krebs. I thought uh, he had a really good night uh, overall, Uh, defensively, offensively, obviously getting uh, getting the point there. I thought was was I'm getting the goal there was was really, really beneficial for him and it could be a stepping stone. Second star, I will go Dylan Cousins. Uh, the goal was obviously big at the end, but I thought he had a really really big night overall. Um, I thought he looks like a little bit like his old self and hopefully he can start put the puck in the net and first star obviously Tage Thompson uh, two of the sickest goals I've seen him score in a really long time. shot looks there confidence looks there. Uh, hopefully he's not hurt and he can keep this going because he's got 14 goals now. I'd like to see him at 20 before the end of January. Uh, If this team has a shot, they need him at 20 before the end of January. So, um, yeah, big night for him, and hopefully it's nothing too serious.
3: Okay, third star for me, I'm going Owen Power. I liked Owen Power's game a lot tonight. I thought he used his time and space well, moved the puck up the ice well. Um, I would say this is one of the more games I think he's looked pretty confident with the puck. Um, I mean, he had one point tonight, I think he assisted on the first goal, but I thought that all around, I liked Owen power's game quite a bit. Um, JJ Paterka as my second star, like your third star, I liked him getting back on the score sheet for his 13th of the season first since December 11th. Um, that's a guy who I think could potentially score 30 goals this season. Uh, if he gets back at the pace, he was to start the year. And then first stars, that's the only one I have that matches yours. Tage Thompson, Tage, how about the ring off the pipe on both those goals, especially the first one? That's like, a great sound. That's a, goal, that's a goalie's worst nightmare because we all know that there's a there's a certain type of of of, of sound off the post where a goalie you know it's in or if you know if it's uh, barring out, and that same sound hit on both those goals, banging in.
1: Best sound in hockey, uh, if it's not your net, if you're so, not a goalie. Uh, Exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, I mean, and that's it's another sign of him just picking his location and uh, and just pinpointing it. Uh, It was against a goalie that was cold coming in, obviously, with the Anton Forsberg injury. Tough spot for Corpus to be in. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's one of the probably top three, four wrist shot in the league. Uh, So gotta keep got to keep it going. Got to keep it going, especially when he does that little toe drag. And gets the momentum and is able to use the uh flexibility of a stick. It's it's really amazing what he's able to do with the puck.
3: I thought we were gonna see shades of Tim Conley when we see the legs there for his third. Uh yeah. on short side. That was beautiful. Um without further ado, hey guys, this has been another winning episode of I'll hang up and listen, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's Premier Marketing Tap Room with over 300 different beers to choose from at eight different Western Europe York locations. Make sure you get over to Fatty Beer, opening 11.30 a.m. till 10.30 and later. And kid and dog friendly. And don't forget Buffalo Go Apparel. One of the best places to get all of your Buffalo Apparel needs when it comes to the Sabres, the Bills, the Bisons, the Bandits. They have it all over at Buffalo Logo Co. on Twitter and Instagram, as well as at Fatty Beer on Twitter and Instagram as well. Hurls? Uh, as uh, it always is a pleasure to talk to you after a win or a loss. Um, I know you got a game to get to, so I'll let you go. Uh, this has been. I'll hang up and listen. We will talk to you Saturday, right? Saturday. Yeah, uh,
1: Saturday at one for me. I'm playing in a golf tournament actually, so unfortunately, you will I not be able here. to. Won't be able to tune in, but uh, I will be following along, and hopefully, we can uh, get a big win.
3: Make sure you hit them straight and. Next time I talk to you, hopefully we're talking about another Sabres win and a Bills win on Sunday. And it looks like blizzard conditions, 40-mile-an-hour winds and snow flurries. So let's go, Sabres. Let's go, Bills. I'll hang up and listen. And you guys have a fantastic night. We'll talk to you next time.